Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 46 of Be With Me. I'm going to title today, I Am For You. And this is what Paul says literally, and then also says figuratively, kind of by the whole book, because he's been defending himself against these so-called super apostles. And Paul really is the real deal. He really is super, and he really is an apostle. And so today, we're going to kind of summarize what makes him a super apostle. He does it himself in chapter 12, verses 14 through 21. I seek not what is yours, but you. This is Paul speaking. I seek not what is yours, but you. For children are not obligated to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. And then here he goes again. I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. If I love you more, am am I to be loved less? But granting that I myself did not burden you, I was crafty, you say, and got the better of you by deceit. Did I take advantage of you? Through any of those whom I sent to you, I urged Titus to go and sent the brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? Did we not act in the same spirit? Did we not take the same steps? Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? It is in the sight of God that we have been speaking in Christ and all for your upbuilding, beloved. For I fear perhaps that when I come, I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me not as you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. I fear that when I come again, my God may humble me before you, and I may have to mourn over many of those who sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual immorality, and sensuality that they have practiced. So that's the end of the chapter of chapter 12. And Paul is saying, and says literally, I am for you. And we're going to find out the soul of a pastor, the soul of the super apostle. First of all, he defends himself ultimately and primarily before God. He says, do you think all along I've been, we've been defending ourselves in front of you? Which he has, actually. But, but ultimately, his defense is primarily before God. In, in, and he started the whole book with that. In 180, he says, we were utterly burdened beyond our strength. And the reason was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God. So people can often be bamboozled. God is never bamboozled. The, the so-called super apostles have not bamboozled uh, God himself. And Paul is defending his real character before God first and then through these people. Verse 12 says that he's done done it uh, patiently. Um, verse 14 says that he's been seeking not what is yours, not your stuff, not your money, but I've been seeking you. So his heart has been for them. Verse 15, he says, I will most gladly spend and be spent, here it is, for your souls, for you. I, I spend money and I spent myself uh, for your souls. I am for you. That's where I get that. Uh, verse 19 says it's all for your upbuilding. Verse 21 says that he's ready to be humbled. He's, he's in that humble posture. 
He's ready to be humbled before you. He's ready to mourn with you. And that's again, because in verse 7, chapter 7, verse 9, he said that he was he had this willingness and was ready to grieve them. He's already sent a grievous letter. And the purpose was to get them to godly repentance. All right. Uh, chapter 10, verse 1 says that Paul, I, Paul, entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. So that his primary posture is one of humility. So when you've lost your way, remember this line from uh, my story about Cesar Milan, is that when you've lost your way, sometimes the only voice that you can hear is one that whispers. And that's speaking loudly and, and praising and proclaiming and holding high this, this character of gentleness and meekness. That's his primary uh, a posture. Verse 16 says that he doesn't burden them, and a, uh, he doesn't burden them financially, but also a true leader is one who bears burdens, not one who causes burdens. A true leader is one who bears burdens, not one that imposes burdens. Uh, so he doesn't cause a burden, nor does his staff cause a, a burden. Timothy uh, uh, Titus, excuse me, and an, and another that's not specifically mentioned. They have the same spirit and take the same steps as they're all on the same page. And what is that? That they they are patient. Already talked about that. Uh, but way back in chapter two, the end of chapter two, and the all the way through three, he says, "We are confident. We are competent. We are called." And though he asks the question, "Who's sufficient?" and kind of answers it that nobody's sufficient. God makes a sufficiency, so our sufficiency is in Christ. Then he says in, verse, in chapter 6, verse 11, is our hearts are wide open to you, and he wants them in 7-2 to say, make room in your hearts for us. 7-3, for you are in our hearts. And then here's here's a good catcher for today. How long? To die together like all the way, I'm with you guys all the way till one of us dies. And then I, I just love the summary verse that we just went over a couple days ago, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul, we find Paul accountable before God, seeking not stuff, but them, um, spending and being spent for their the care of his uh, flock, upbuilding them, starting with the meekness and gentleness of Christ, not being a burden, but being sufficient, made sufficient by God, ready to be humbled, ready to mourn, ready to grieve, with his heart wide open, and um, with a long view all the way till death. And finally, that his the grace is of God is sufficient and made perfect in Paul's weakness. This is the heart of a real super apostle. This is a guy, this is a pastor who says to his congregation, I am for you. Pray for your pastor today.